you're looking lovely. Looking like an angel. Oh, thank you. The white really suits you. You are glowing. You know, Easter is coming up, so. so <laughs> I don't know, just, you know, celebrating the 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 significant, um, you know, events. The, the, the Thanking the, Judas. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Someone tweeted that. Someone was like, Judas, thank you. Thank you for the holiday, bro. I was like, yo, you people. The wild, man. Like, how? How, how do people think of come up with these things? Like, so thank you, thank you, Mepras. So thank you, Judas, for your holiday, Mepras. I was like, hey, guys, <laughs> Can you thank you for denying him, no. for selling him. Actually, that was Peter, wasn't it? It was for selling him for how many lots? Mm-hmm. Ah, 12 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, that's cool. That's cool. How what else has been happening? How's work? But I can't believe it's April. I know, right? It's like, where is time going? Like, where is... And the funny thing is, because we're we're, we're recording this, like, way ahead. So we're recording this on the 1st of April. Like, I don't know about you. Nobody tried to do any April (laughs) or anything. I mean, Mm. I saw one or two on social media, but I think people are just like... We are living in the middle of a pandemic of yeah. this, this joke in itself. Like, yeah. ain't nobody got time for pranks. Nah, ain't no, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, I don't think I didn't get any pranks either. Like, you know, it was just honestly, it was just like another day. Um, people are fed up, you know. And did you see like, um, thank you to Garikai who was tagging all of England and United Kingdom in Ontario's business. <laughs> my nigga what what do we have to do with with what's happening in canada and in france i think it's we are be like oh you guys next no we, we we don't we don't accept that spirit of negativity exactly. we are not we're not even entertaining that we're meeting or socializing now with two households um six outdoors mm-hmm. this is progress Exactly. Next month we are oh shops are opening, hairdressers are opening. So you know, watch us slay. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Listen, we, we we've been in lockdown since December, guys. <sighs> it's April now, and things will only open from the twelfth. Like a lot of things yeah. outdoor as well, not yeah. even indoor. So it's been a long, long time. But you know, shout outs to everyone that's in Canada and in France and. We are thinking um, about you. Exactly. And, and hopefully, like, the, the vaccination rollout in your countries mm-hmm. kind of uh, accelerates. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't imagine. Like, it's so disheartening sort of seeing that the third wave and people being locked down. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers. Sure. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, guys, for those listening to us for the first time welcome to gallon's guys podcast with me natasha and Oli. i sometimes go by nat sometimes go by michelle sorry do you see there was a little bit of a technical glitch there i thought i'd lost i thought i'd lost you oh no okay no that's fine (laughs) i saw that i saw that Mm -hmm. okay so you know it's been a crazy week already Mm. we've had a few conversations 
regarding the model that UK is in terms of, uh, you know, being the model, uh, what do they call it? Model of that, the, how, how not racist they are and how there is no institutional racism or structural racism. Mm -hmm. um, there's been a report that has been, that came out. When did it come out? Because it didn't come out yesterday. It came out at 11, was it yesterday? Yeah, the 31st of March. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so we have had a few, I don't know, because you, you, I think you probably explained a little bit better in regards to what the document is and, um, you know, how it pertains to us. But it's, it's raised quite a lot of uproar. It's been numerous discussions that have been had post this report. So do you want to maybe just tell us a little bit more about yeah 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 so like um like some of you may have seen on social media like if you're in the UK I'm sure you've kind of seen this so um just to kind of give this this is the to give background context um <clears throat> so on the back of the Black Lives Matter protest um and and and, and the protest that happened uh, last summer following the death of George Floyd where there was sort of like a global awakening and suddenly everyone woke up and was like oh my god this is dreadful we need to do something um off the back of that and 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 in the UK you know issues were being highlighted uh we had the report that uh showed that there were you know, disparities in terms of who COVID was impacting, particularly Black, Asian, minority, ethnic people for a number of reasons, socioeconomic, um, you know, the jobs that people have, but they were just disproportionately being affected by COVID. So off the back of that, um, the UK government um, appointed an independent set of commissioners um, to look into racial um, equality and racial issues and racial disparities in the UK, right? So um, I think it's important to kind of make that clear because, you know, social media only has so much characters. So it's it's been reported as, you know, the UK government has said, but as a technicality, the UK government appointed, you know, a set of commissioners who include um, Dr. Tony Sewell, so that's why some, the report is called the Sewell Report, because he's the chief commissioner. And it's a 258-page document. I am on, <laughs> I am so sad. I am on page 66 <laughs> of 258. And essentially, um, there's a number of things that came out of the report, right? And the main thing has been that... Um, paraphrasing here, but that the report has found that the UK is not institutionally racist, is not structurally racist, right? That is the key headline. Um, those who have been following UK news or have been in the UK for a long time will remember that following the death of Stephen Lawrence, uh, mm -hmm. there was a report um, on the Met Police and yes. 
that report is the one that said, you know, the Met Police was institutionally racist. And I think from, from that time on, you know, that's when that tag has always been there that, you know what, the, the racism is, is quite institutional and quite structural and embedded in every part of, you know, public office, uh, police, our health services, mm-hmm. exactly, and the like. Um, so the, the report says that, and then the report has a, a, a set of recommendations for government. So there are 24 recommendations to government. Some of the recommendations include things like getting rid of the term <clears throat> BAME. So BAME is, uh, stands for Black, Asian, Minority, Ethnic. So that is a, a term that has previously been used like in public policy, um, you know, when they're talking about certain groups. Um, and the one of the recommendations is, you know, get rid of that term. There's another recommendation, which is uh, the funding of the Equalities and Human Rights Commission, which previously was, you know, ha- had been really sort of like underfunded and had lost its sort of power. I don't know if you remember, like you'd always see Trevor Phillips and all that stuff, like the Equality and Human Rights Commission used to always be a big thing, used to make a lot of noise previously, but now you hear nothing because it's it's literally been narrowed down in size and everything, right? Um, and then the report <laughs> goes on. So we've got the 24 set of recommendations, which to be honest, like um, some of the recommendations make sense, like they're fair, you, you can't argue with some of the things, but I think what has been really unhelpful just as someone, you know, who's interested in, 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 in this work is the moment you say there is no institutional <laughs> racism, right? The moment you say, oh, Britain is a model for other countries. Oh, I mean, okay, yes, maybe if you're looking at Europe, my God, like, it's not hard to beat France, like one of the most racist countries <laughs> like ever. There's not something to pet yourself behind if you're better than France. Yeah, I agree. And the, I feel the thing is, um, I mean, basing it on our own experiences, and, you know, when you talk about the whole BAME, um, the BAME community, Black and ethnic minority community, Yes, our experiences are far and wide, right? You know, you have various things that are going to be affecting different people at different points. So, you know, like you've rightfully said, there's, there's disparities in healthcare, the disparities in, um, in, for example, in public and private office where there is inequality in pay, there's all these other issues where people are not even, maybe even getting employed. Um, but when you say that they are the model of, um, the the mo- a model in regards to um, not being racist or not being institutionally racist or structurally racist. It's like we will look at our own experiences and think, wow, you know, because our experiences are still there. The things that we have gone through, the things that have come out, you know, even through COVID, like you said, the whole um, the whole report that showed the disparities in in in, in how how loads of people like I don't know the exact figures but how many how much more people from the BAME communities 
died because of COVID, you know, and how the impact of COVID had on people who were living in low socioeconomic uh, backgrounds, you know, who are living, living in, um, you know, I remember this one particular report when they're looking at, you know, even things like domestic violence and all these, the, the numbers that increased, you know, and increased within this community. So to think that, you know, that one person can sit and be like, oh my goodness, this has happened to me, right? And you're like, this has happened to me. This is my experiences. And then to think about it on a wider collective, that there has been so much that has been reported, all these things that have, all these things that have come out of the woodworks. And to actually come out and say, we are the model. I feel like it's a bit of a, a slap, on the, a slap on, the, on the cheek because how can you forget? How can you say, how can you look at what people are experiencing, the hurt that people have, have gone through, you know, the challenges that people continuously face, um, whether it's accessing healthcare, whether it's getting um, jobs that people actually deserve. And to say that, no, actually we are doing okay. I feel like it's, 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 it's very disheartening, very, very disheartening. And yes, you know, we can look at what's happening in France and look at what's happening elsewhere, but hello, we, what can we concentrate on what's happening to us? Because what we are saying is happening out there is happening. You can't deny that. And that's the thing. So I think that's my frustration with this whole thing is that I think, like I said, it's a 258 page report. It's not all bad, right? But it's curious to me the way it's been positioned, right? Because it doesn't help if there are some good things that no one's going to read. <laughs> like a, a small percentage of the population will actually read the whole thing, right? We're yeah. going to see the headlines. Mm -hmm. And 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 the the whole like, oh, it's not institutionally racist. That's not helpful because there's a way that you could position, you could position the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. You could say, you know what? We've looked at the evidence, um, we've spoken to people. What we see is a country that is starting to address some of its, you know, you know, over the years, we are mm -hmm. seeing that the, 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 the structural issues are being challenged and we encourage those further. Because first of all, right, let's start with the, ter with the BAME term, right? I know that people legit they're 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 really plausible arguments where people hate the term because they're like, oh, you're just lumping us together and you are bringing us together. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, we we can talk about that. But if you think about why, right? It was. I think the term again. We will never have have a term that is right when you're try trying to talk about people that are coming together who happen to be the victims of racism or more susceptible to experiencing racism, right? Because they are not white, right? Mm -hmm. But what the term does is, I think from a strategic point of view, it just brings people together so that we, we do that. I mean, when you have a report that recommends getting rid of the term. Okay, that's fine, but 
that's not a serious thing. That's distraction. That I think that's like that's a distraction tactic because then we will spend time talking about the word and the yeah. word. How should people call? And then you're not taking action. Yeah. You're focused on the distraction and not action. Yeah, it's like a divide and conquer thing. Um, and I feel like, yes, um, the people can have, um, you know, issues against the term because of, you know, you're right. You know, you can't have, um, you can't have shared experiences of, over you know of of a community of people so you know it it just it just doesn't cover black people it covers all ethnic minorities Mm -hmm. um and each and every person and each and every um group is going to have their own issues that they feel are relevant to them that being said you know when you look for example at the covid report when it, it came as such a shock to us because they put all those all those people who had been affected negatively by COVID in that report. And, you know, because of that, you can then take action. But if you start, um, you know, looking at groups separately, and I think this is unfortunately what's going to be going to happen after this is, you know, you're going to start looking at, okay, so from black people, this is this is the number and you find that the numbers are not going to be you know they're going to be shocking to us because you're thinking oh you know that's um it's another life it's going to be shocking to a, a group of people to some people but when you have that collective experience when you when you're looking at it from that level when you're looking at it from a quantitative point of view and which is why there's things like quantitative research because it get all these figures and then you then make um, recommendations and you then make changes based on that. But if you're going to just split it and just like split hairs, um, I just feel like we're going to take, it's going to take us a lot longer to actually move forward. And you're right. By the time we actually agree on a term that suits everybody, you know, and that we might never get to that point as well. We might never get to the point where we're like, oh, you know what, actually this is a term that we are all, agreeing on this is a term that we are we're, we're all happy with it might just be like oh you know what let each and every group keep to themselves and I feel like that's the divide and conquer I feel like we're more united um under that umbrella of of, of being because even though you may you know I'm just thinking about if, if you, one of the things that has come out over the, the last few months or in the last few years like and we spoke about things like diversity and inclusion is that all these groups and yes you know we we can argue we can shout and say you know what exactly is the point of this is it just um, a tick box exercise but I think when these groups sit down and actually address certain issues when you have got somebody from Afro-Caribbean community you have somebody from the Filipino community you have somebody from um, from Africa, you know, then you have Black British, you have all those people together. You can then put your heads together, put your ideas together, and then again, make recommendations. But if we can't even sit properly, sit down as a group, then we are literally going to take forever to move forward, to move move forward with the issues that are, um, that are pertinent to us. Yes, you're so right. And you know, the other thing, this this about on the divide and conquer thing because another thing like so the the report talks about how 
um, sort of like black Africans are performing uh, better. Um, and then it even looks at like when you break it down, like boys versus girls that um, black, sorry, black Caribbean and white working class British kids perform sort of like uh, lower than black African. So there's this whole thing about, you know what, you know, they're doing well and the, 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 the pay disparity is, is sort of narrowing. And uh, I was listening to one of the commissioners who was saying, oh, you know, um, talking about institutional racism, it's, it's a lazy way of looking at it because there are some other issues like uh, gender, um, sorry, not gender, but like geography, location. And then, oh my God, then they start doing this thing where it's going down the whole model minority route, right? Oguti, like, oh, look at, these newer immigrant groups, these newer African immigrant groups whose kids are excelling. The model African groups. Uh-huh, whose kids are excelling and what, what, what. And if we are not careful, it then leads us back into the whole like, oh, Caribbean versus Africans. Oh, you know, look at Chinese people versus Black people. And then it divides us further. And I thought that was just so... And and then actually the report actually talks about absent fathers. That's when I said, yo. I was like, wow. I said, yeah. Like all, all the like all the dog whistle terms, right? It's not you know these people look. It, some of them are lazy because yeah. some of them are doing well. Some of them, the fathers are not in the home. This is why. This is hair. What? <laughs> like so unhelpful. And and honestly, like reading that, I was just like, if I were Black Caribbean, I would feel so hard done by. But but by just not just this report, but we've had Windrush, um, mm. the Windrush scandal, um, and 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 all that. And it it made me then think of the whole um the conversation that we had about the illusion of inclusion previously. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah because it's like it's 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 a whole it's a whole piece, isn't it? And um you're, I think there's just, as you go on, there's just all these traces of, you know, really trying to almost break down, like, look, how are you looking at in, like, people's families? You know that absent fathers are mostly present in, unfortunately, it's in Black communities, you know, um, but to, to bring that into a report about, you know, about race, like, how is that even, like, how is that even relevant in regards to and I, I mean, I, I get it because, like, you know, they're talking about performance and probably if you've got a, a stable environment, you know, if you, you're living in, in, like, you know, ge- location, um, the geography of where you are, you know, you've got better catchment areas for schools and all that. But I'm just, I don't know. It's just very disheartening because when we spoke about the whole illusion of inclusion and about how you know, we are bringing up children in in this country who feel like they are a part of the country, you know, and then it comes out, it turns around when when they're a lot older, even when they're a lot, even when they're younger, 
how actually you are not you're not one of us you know and this is something that is pertinent especially when places for university um when you're going to university with look at your surname and you don't fit look at your name you don't it's not a it's not a, a name that is 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 known or whatever it is and it's the same thing when you're looking at job applications you know and one of the things that um came out from the last few you know posts I don't know if it was made or if it's been going on a lot longer and we maybe didn't know about it but that whole unconscious bias so you I remember in my old job they were looking at ways in which to um not when you're getting CVs not having the name show or whatever it is um, so that whoever's looking or reviewing the CVs can um, just make an assessment or based on the person's qualities and not because of where they are from. But all these things are just literally linked into that. And I feel this has almost squashed all the, all the work that has been done um, previously. I feel like this report is actually we have said, you know, these are our experiences and I have my own experiences as a black woman that I have shared, you know, and I've said, this is what has happened to me. So if all of us, and, and I can, I feel I can identify that this is a result of whether it's institutional or structural racism. But if you are now then coming back to me and saying that, actually, Michelle, Oli, Mube, this is not, this, this is not it, you know? It's like, okay, but I'm sharing my experiences. I'm telling you what, it's like gaslighting. You know, it's not, it's like, it is, it is gaslighting. And you're saying that my experiences, um, you know, it's like saying to somebody who has been um, beat, beaten up, you're like, oh, you know, it's, that, that, that's not, mm. that's not, that's not being beaten up, you know, it's something else. Um, we don't do beating up in this country. No, you do, you do. And that's the thing. It's basically, um, I it, it undercuts the work that is being done in this space. Yeah. Because it says, you know, for example, it says the, um, all of this so applies to the recommendations to the government, to government and public bodies and everything. So all these different um, initiatives that have been started, you know, I mean, it will take well-meaning individuals, perhaps in the pri private sector, to be like, okay, we're, we're carrying on with it. But then it also makes you think, like, all these talks we've been doing at work where you have had to be vulnerable as, you know, this person that is other, that is different. It's just like it was all for nothing. Like, literally, <laughs> you know, your your tears and your feelings and your vulnerabilities were just put on front stage for absolutely nothing, you know. And, and, and I think that's what this report will do. And, okay, and then another thing, which is now, like, a, a little bit of the politics of it, is actually, right, because as we said before, yeah. this is an independent report to government right <laughs> but uh, this happens all like okay so you've got all these people and it, all the commissioners were like black and brown people whatever mm -hmm. interestingly enough there was dr dambisa moyo mm -hmm. um you know uh, the, the the zambian economist 
I am a low key fan of her work, although I was now rethinking the, her whole dead age thing. I don't know if you ever read the, 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 the book, basically where she was arguing against aid. She was saying that aid isn't yes. helping. Yes, yes. But actually, now that I think about it, because I wanted to do a thread about it, because I was like, actually, I, that is a very right wing way of thinking. Because the issue isn't, because if we've been colonized and our resources have been channeled away from our home countries, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, the West should give us aid. Maybe the prop, the issue is calling it aid, right? Mm-hmm. But there should be some kind of like reparatory, be, uh, you know, um, there should be some type of reparatory exchange where we're kind of, you know, being paid back for the resources that have been pillaged from mm. us, right? Mm. So arguing against receiving aid doesn't help. Yes, you can argue against total like total reliance on aid, but it should so now I was like like no now I feel confident enough to challenge her economic theories, even though I don't have a degree in economics uh, masters in this. No, I was like, I was like no, she, no, so anyway, she is one of the commissioners. This woman doesn't live in the UK. You know, how can she be talking about our experiences? And I was, I was saying like, you know, like, guys, please do not ever let me be that woman or that person who is involved in such discussions. And I go there to share my little experience because I, apparently she lived or she studied here and goodness knows how many years ago. But hello, you are not, you do not know our 24-7. You do not know that. You know, you, you're living, what does her husband do? Her husband is a... He's a billionaire though. But they've, so they've, so we, we, we do not have billionaire husbands. You know, we are working here. We are working, we get up in the morning, we go to work, we come back home. So we have, we are the ones who've got these experiences. Um, so it's really unfair for her to come in here and just kind of... Um, share her little do you know i saw somebody recently who was like who 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 it's just like who who illustrated this um uh how much how little you know of someone's life right you know you can see their whole life but you know that much of it and i feel like that's exactly what she has done you know she's come here and she's been like very absolute about about things and you know and left but you know ask us ask us what it's like to 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 be here ask people ask other women ask other men what it's like for them who those who do not have access to to, to health care like ask them you know ask those who have been turned down um, a thousand times for job interviews yet they've got qualifications ask them what it's like for them but you know i feel like all that has just literally been been taken away from us and you know Again, the most frustrating thing for me is, I don't know where I said this or when I said this, is having to explain this and having to have these discussions is tiring. You know, the fact that we are here again, we're now sharing our experiences again, because we are now having to say, you are gaslighting us, you know? We're not having to say to you, no, actually, this is what's happening. This is actually what's happening in our lives. This We're having to talk about it all the time. And I feel like, goodness gracious you know it's i feel like it's just constant 
we are constantly, as a woman, you have to explain to men that, you know, walking down the streets, you know, I feel uncomfortable if you're walking two steps behind me, you know, and you're not, and I'm trying to make you pass, pass. You have to explain that. You have to explain um, to other other races that you know as a black woman these are my experiences these are things that I have gone through in the work you know people say that I've got attitude people say that I am a black angry woman we have to explain that we have to explain again to people who live here that you know and no actually in Africa things are not like this we don't come up from grass hearts we live in proper houses we've got you know bigger yards than most of y'all but it's just that constant having to explains like when Megan the whole Megan issue as well like we're now talking about from a woman's perspective you know when do we get a rest when do we get a rest listen (laughs) there is no rest but another thing that I kind of then wanted to sort of touch touch on um on the whole model minority sort of thing and is that I do think that sometimes, okay, how can I put it? Like newer immigrant groups, um, you know, we come in and actually we benefit from a lot of work that, you know, maybe the Caribbeans have done a lot of fights that that they've done to improve labor laws and strengthen, you know, stuff. So we benefit from that. But then, how can I put it? How can I put it? Sometimes we are not, um, we don't help. And we, 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 we are more susceptible to be used as a tool to further, um, to, to further some of these structural gaps and to, fa- to further supremacy because we don't understand the context. So we don't take the time to really understand the history and the background. So I'll give you an example. Like when I when I came, and I'm sure like maybe similar to you, hand on heart, it took me a while to really be like, oh, there's racism. Be- not because it was not there, right? But my sort of like interactions, like, you know, you know, like how people hear, like, um, how can I say? I feel like sometimes there's this like stiff upper lip and everything. Like everyone will always be polite and they will smile at you. But, you know, they'll quickly like, as soon as you go, they they quickly like stop smiling. But if you don't know these things, right, you'll be like, oh, these people are and nice and then it it took me actually starting to like work and go into institutions to be like oh but at face value it was just like oh i don't know if you share that if 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 that makes sense like it it's but now like there's certain things right like if you don't know you you may not even think it's racist but when you now look you're like oh it is I'm not sure if that if I'm making sense and it's because you're not familiar with the culture and with the environment and so sometimes um you could 
it, it then can turn into the whole like, oh, but these black British people, why are they always complaining? Or why, you know, these black Caribbeans always complaining? But it's because they have been here longer and they know the play. Like mm. they know the game, right? Um, I, I, I don't know if I'm, if, if I'm sort of making sense. Yeah, and sometimes, yeah. sorry, I was just, just laughing. And sometimes in that naivety, because if, even if you look at some of the people that say some of the more harmful things, right? Um, I think even before we talked about this minister who came out, and was like, this government does not support critical race theory. A lot of them are from African parents and a lot of them actually moved to the, I, I like asked, like moved to the UK young. And that's why I was just like, you know what you were saying? Like, oh, you know what? You really need to be careful because sometimes you can go into these things and you need to be careful about the scope of what you can contribute to those things. Because, you know, say, for example, I mean, I mean I'm not yet at commissioner level, but if I were to be a point like, it, I mean, hey, if if the government is asking you, is like you would be like, oh my god, this is great, me, a girl from Malaya, you, you know, and you would take that opportunity, right? But then sometimes you need to be clear that okay, I can only talk about the immigrant experience. This is the limit to what I can talk about. Even though I've been here for eighteen years. I cannot speak to the full Black British experience. And I think that's where we need to be better at, being clear about what we can or cannot talk about. So. 100%, like I agree with that. Um, and again, we, we I, I, was it last week or whatever it was, we were talking about being absolute about things in that you do not, you cannot come up and speak for, you know, you can, you cannot come up and speak for all black women. You can come up and share your experiences as a black woman. You can't, you know, you can't have experience. And that is a good thing, you know, it's a good thing that you haven't gone through what every other black woman has to go through. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. And what we want to know from you is, what is it like for you? You know, what has it been like for you? What was it like for you when you came um, and lived and you studied here 10 years ago, 18 years ago, whatever it was, you know, what do you think is different now? You know, and then when we talk about the now, we want somebody who's experiencing that now, you know, and I feel like that is something that you're right. We need to really push a lot more of. We need to be, um, we need to be authentic ourselves to kind of be like, you know what? Yes, it's nice to be at commissioner level where you can talk about all these people, um, where you can group everybody. But, you know, be honest enough and say, no, actually, let's do focus groups. Let's get 18 to 30 year olds. Let's see what, what is common there. Like what is the, what is the, what is most prevalent in that, in, in that, in that group? Let's explore that. Bring other groups in. Bring, I mean, you know, and obviously that is a lot of work. And I think sometimes that is why it is then easier to kind of pick up one person and be like, you know, what was your experience? But that is never fully what everybody else's experience. Like your experiences are going to be different from my experiences. You know, there'll be similarities. There'll be things that are, are you know, very much, uh, you know, that you can see that, oh, this happened to Nat, this happened to Michelle, this happened to so-and-so, this happened to so-and-so. But you might also find that, oh, but this didn't happen to, to this person. 
what was it about this person that they had um, a different experience? Was it because of geography or location, you know, and all these things? But, you know, I, these conversations are important. Um, we will continue to have them, I'm sure, um, for a while to come, unfortunately. And we will, I'm sure, be called upon at some point to kind of talk about our own experiences. But up until then, you know, we just need to find platforms where we can say, actually, you know what, this is, this is pertinent to me, this is important to me, um, and this has happened to me, and find out wh where, where else is it happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to play something um, which I thought was interesting. So um, there's an MP here in the UK called David Lammy, um, and it looks like, I don't know whether he's guest hosting or he's now a host on LBC, which is a, a talk radio station. Yeah. So I'll just play a snippet. So a caller called and, uh, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. Woo, yeah, okay. Hopefully... You keep saying that you are um, African-Caribbean, uh, which is fine, but how can you be African-Caribbean and English? I couldn't be African. I'm English, but I certainly could not call myself African-Caribbean. You could be Irish, though. You could have Irish. No, I'm not Irish. Yeah, I'm but not you could Scottish. be. You could be. You no, could I'm not, because I have looked my name right the way back to the Middle Ages, my maiden name. And um, I'm Anglo-Saxon. Great. Uh, but you will never be English. You are African-Caribbean. But why, so, why, why will I never be English? Because you're African-Caribbean. I can't, I can't uh, say uh, to uh, you... Uh, what point, what about my kids? What are my African, kids? What are my I can't kids? say I'm African-Caribbean. Yeah, but the truth is, uh, Jean, just a little bit of history on this. Britain... Uh, 400 years ago started going out into the world it yeah. colonized and conquered a lot of the world mm. a lot of the world has ended up coming back to the mother country my parents were part of that generation mm. who came from the caribbean mm. uh, when i took a dna test i actually had scott in scott scottish in me probably mm. because as a result uh, of that someone somewhere uh, frankly got their leg over uh, uh, with one of my ancestors and i've mm. got scottish blood running through me uh I, I said that gently but it could have been horrendous let's be clear about that mm -hmm. um uh and so and, and and here i am having grown up in this country mm -hmm. have been born of this country and actually mm -hmm. the truth is it's a myth that there's one english uh, uh ethnicity there's not because england has always been a country in which um um huguenots uh, uh, Danes, mm. all sorts of people have passed through. So when you say you are English, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean something to you and matter hugely. It does. Uh, because there, there, there are probably, as you put it, uh, years and years. And I'll stop it there. So they kind of went back and forth. I don't think they, they agreed. And um, man, so on this, right, I think if David Lammy thinks he's English, he's English, right? I, it's whatever he says he is. Yeah, nobody should take that away from him. No. But then it got me back to our conversation that we had on, was it episode three, right, which is the illusion of inclusion. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to it, 
you know, after this, go back because it 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 ties in because actually mm. this 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 <laughs> this has taken us there, right? And um, you know, I think it's 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 a shame, and it kind of like you know, I think I I, I haven't done it in a neat way, but you know, the whole conversation about the newer immigrant groups and everything, and you know, the Caribbeans, because if you look at people like David Lammy, whose parents came here in the 60s during the Windrush generation, um, that relationship was very different, right? Mm. Because even like, if you look at names, because, you know, there was slavery, Britain, there was slavery in Britain, but, you know, they, they just didn't have the weather for it, right? Mm. <laughs> so they, 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 their, their slavery was, you know, out there, not, you know, not in the country, but it was there, right? Because they always try and say, oh, they're better than Americans. Um, but actually, you know, they had indentured servants in the Caribbean and whose, whose identity and names were stripped from them and were made to... <laughs> feel like you are a part of us, you know, you are us, this is the motherland, like their relationship, I think was very different to Africans or, um, yeah, I, I think it was, it, it was a very different relationship to Africans. So even coming here, it was just like, yeah, you're coming, you're coming home and everything, which is why we, we got what the Windrush scandal, because of course, why wouldn't you get, have that when people, feel comfortable that this is home right mm -hmm. where's tina yo i i don't know africa like people who like i don't know africans who don't have passports because we are ready on site as soon as you can apply for nationalization yeah, in ten thousand pounds you will find it <laughs> because, because you can't you can't immigration makes a lot of money through like um, the, the whole process of immigration. So yeah, you know, for sure. Ex exactly. And then now you get to this point, right? Where for a long time, everyone is like, oh, you know, the whole, we're colorblind. And mm -hmm. um, yes, of course you're English, you're fine. And then imagine, I mean, this doesn't apply to me. I was, I was not born here, right? So I'm very much still in touch with my Zimbabweness, right? But actually, I'm thinking of like my younger cousins and stuff who were born here. Mm. I think if I were to ask them, mm -hmm. would they, are you English? They'll say yes. No. They wouldn't? That's no. good. Not, not Olay, like, like they wouldn't, like these 16, because I think us, we are still very much in touch with home. Mm -hmm. I mean, would you allow your children born here to, to think they're English? Absolutely not. Exactly. Right. No. A lot of, exactly. You're British. Yes. But you yeah, are. But culturally, your culture is. Exactly. Yeah, right. Similarly, like if I have kids, there's no way I'm making them believe they're English. Only Not to be told. Only to be told later on. Actually, no. I, and I think you know, there's definitely a conversation around that. Um, and I don't know if we are speaking about it so passionately because we are so, um, you know, 
there's that element of preserving culture. You know, you want to preserve where we are, where we come from, uh, who our who we are, and you know, you want that to be passed on to the next generation. But it'll be interesting to hear, like from others, from other from other mothers, for example, or those or soon to be mothers or fathers, whatever it is. Like what what like what do you guys think? Like, are you how are you? What are you saying to your kids when they are when they are when they're growing up, you know, like, what are you, if you're outside Zimbabwe, like, what are you going to say to them? Like, what are they, you know, how would they relate to, to being our city? Oh, where are you from? You know, um, I, I am for the whole very strongly saying that, oh, you know what? I was born here. My parents are from Zimbabwe. I am Zimbabwean, you know, um, and this is, this is who I am. So I feel like really because we and we need to we we need to have that um we need to have that within us to actually pass it on to our children because you know again it comes back to the whole preserving culture and how we do that and this is one way of doing it so it's one way of doing it but it's also just helping to create somebody's identity because without it they will go out there into the world and they will be told all sorts of things you know and they will pick this up from there, they will pick this up from there and then end up not knowing um, who they are and where they come from. And it hurts a lot more when you are now, you know, 12, 13 and all your life you've been brought up to think that you are something. And then all of a sudden someone points it out and says, but, but you're different, you know, your parents are different. You know, it, when somebody uses things about you against you, I think it hurts more. So I think really it's up to us, um, up to the, to, to actually instill that identity into our children. You know, it's really up to us to instill identity into the next generation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think um, like going back to the clip that we heard, right? David Lemmy, I think he's in his forties or so. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's a strong character, but imagine if this is the first time in his life someone has challenged him and said, you are not English. Like, that is your whole identity. Like, yeah. you know, so I think for me, sort of like the, the lesson is, I guess the lesson for us is definitely... 48. It is, hmm? It's 48. Mm-hmm. Imagine if this is the first time someone has said you are not, and you yeah. have lived forty-eight years of your life embracing being English. Mm-hmm. How devastating is that? It's sad. It's really sad. It's so, really sad. Yeah. So I'm saying that I think the lesson for us is going back to the illusion of inclusion is, as you say, the importance of keeping ties with our cultural origins not just for us for the next generation for the 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 kids coming up because it is very important for them at some point to be able to opt out of Mm. the dominant culture where they are if especially if we're going to be raising kids outside of them i think Mm. another thing is the understanding piece right Mm. i think we need to understand other immigrant communities and not get into the trap of pitting communities against each other. 
mm. you know, saying, oh, you know, Caribbean people are like this, or mm. da, 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 without understanding the history, without understanding the context, it is not helpful at all. Yeah. So I think for me, it's just like, ooh, and I'll be interested also to hear from these people that were born here, you know, like, because if, if you're born in 2000, you're 21 now, right? You're yeah. listening to the pod. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Just be interesting to hear different um, perspectives. And we, we speak so passionately about this because it's stuff that affects us. And we're not saying that everybody out there is, every white person is a racist, but we're saying that there, we need to acknowledge that there are some instances where there is a lot of injustices that occur to can yeah. we I, can we still even use that term to the BAME uh, community <laughs> yeah and, and, and the thing is because it's 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 about addressing just the structural things you know you mm-hmm. there's a number of interventions that can happen and the interventions happen when you have people in positions that reflect the societies and reflect the the market that you serve right um so then that's the only way to kind of get rid of it but i just think yo like for us as immigrants it's it's just like whew, where do you call home <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I was just looking for that um it's a question that we ask all the time isn't it just like you know I mean, people in Canada are not going to care about about what we, you know, not that they're not going to care, but it's not going to touch them as much as us because we are here, we're here living this and where we are questioning, where is, where is home? You know, we came here not out of uh, free will, you know, it's not that we were forced, but it was because of the situation that was back home. And now that we are here, you know, we acknowledge that we have got access to, to healthcare, we've got access to things that maybe if I was in Zimbabwe, I wouldn't necessarily have the money to, 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 to go in and, and do. Um, but it's like, I guess the people in Zimbabwe can also be like, can you love our problems? Yes, we do. We've got... <laughs> We want to, we're trying to make a home here we're trying to yeah. um we're trying we are trying but these are the issues that we are facing so sometimes when we do question where is home it's also about it we know that um having stepped out of them and tried trying to make things work in, a, in another country mm. it's just it's, it's an attempt isn't it we're just trying Siazama, there's the six foot two eight. Wild out on something. Yeah. 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 But no, 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 no. Interesting, interesting conversation. And um, yeah, like I said, it's a detailed report, but you know, it, it, it almost doesn't matter when like the headlines are not helpful, you yeah. know, yeah. and um, it just feels like it takes. it's just it's it's a lot of undoing but you know what we should take heart just continue I think just be pragmatic about you know everything that's happening oh one more thing Mm. (laughs) one more thing so this whole like oh um 
because what they're trying to say is education levels, blah, 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 like some black, particularly black African kids outperform. And then they're saying that, oh, like in terms of getting a job, you know, it's the same, da, 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 da. But then the issue is, is, okay, yes, you can get the job, but the progression like let's not let's not even start that discussion. Let's not because yeah. it's um your guys. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> the, the progression. <laughs> you know that that uh, video of you're busy cooking. Guys, no, it's it's and and it's not saying that we we do not progress because we do, Mm. you know, here we are, we can look back and be like, okay, so these are the things that I've done. But it's also just acknowledging that some things do not come as they should for Mm. for others. Which I wanna other people who who come into departments. And yet you've been there. It's you see that happening a lot. Yep. Um like I tell you, like I'm going to say this in Kerele, lest somebody hears. Mm-hmm. Like um to another site. And as well. And she was saying to me, she's like, Oh, you know what? I'm so proud of you because I know what it's not easy. She's like, talk about her own situation. Like, who's now in her um, late 40s, going to 50s? I said, you kind of like, angel tea, like, katesi kwa napa, lapen sevenza kwa saying, I train, I want to buy it too. Look at me, angel tea, no, when I call it for the next position, you know? So she's still there doing the same thing. But these are these are the struggles that, not one, not two, but a lot of people actually go through. And you find that it's in various departments, various industries as well. It's the same story. But we move. We move. We move. We move. We move. But I, Chloe, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, guys, let, let us know. Um, let us know what you think. UK, guys, if you're in the UK, let us know what you think. Even if you're not, like... Um, let's hear your thoughts, interested in hearing, um, you know, how you're raising your kids or if you happen to be one of those kids that, um, you know, was born here, like how do you identify, you know, like, or not even just in the UK, wherever, like how do you identify? Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. That is it. That is it. That Where can people find you on the social media? Oh, the MP on Twitter. When I go. At Malaika Diva on Twitter. Uh, how about Instagram? At Gellin's Guys. <laughs> uh, YouTube. Gellin's Guys. Uh, so, guys, this is where you can follow us. Uh, Instagram. So, you've, you said Instagram. Uh, Facebook. Gellin's Guys podcast. Um, what else did I miss? I think that's it. Also, you can send us emails, um, dilemmas, which we're looking to do an episode in the coming future. So if you've got any dilemmas that you want us to read out and help to uh, help solve, mm-hmm. you can send us an email at 
mikeellenskies at gmail.com awesome and buy us a coffee oh and join us on patreon yes join us on patreon patreon.com guys you get exclusive content and all that stuff uh additional pod, uh, episodes per month um but you know if you'd rather you know not do the monthly commitment you can buy us some coffee just to keep us going yeah and that way you know and you still get access to all the all the other episodes that we can put out as well yes 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 all right golly Bye. Bye.